0: You can protect your money in a number of ways, but most people forget this one particular way, which is what we're going to discuss today. No te me vayas a ningún lado. Quédate ahí. I hope you are doing well. This is Jen Hempel, your host. You should know me by now, but if you're new to us, welcome. Now, if you have been here with me for a while, you know my oldest son is about to go off to college and that day is around the corner. And let me tell you, I am not ready. For those of you that have already been through this stage, please give me all your tips to make this less painful when we go to drop him off at college. Please, please send all the tips. I will accept every piece of guidance and advice you have for me. Now, today is just you and I, where I'm going to be sharing with you the one thing you can do to protect your money right Now, and in today's episode, you're going to hear why we shouldn't ignore our consumer rights, which is that one thing (laughs) that you can do to protect your money right now, as well as the two government agencies you need to know about that helps protect our rights and the 13 money areas where consumer rights can protect you. Even though I already gave it away, the one thing that we can do to protect our financial household that most disregard is knowing our consumer rights. That is right. We need to know those laws and how they can protect us. Now, there are two agencies that can help, and They are the ones in charge and helping us when it comes to protecting our consumer rights. One is called the FTC or known as the Federal Trade Commission. And then the other one is the CFPB, which stands for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Now, there are some differences in the two. The FTC was the first one to come alive, if you will. It was the first one to exist. And the FTC, and I quote from their website, it enforces the federal consumer protection laws that prevent fraud, deception, and unfair business practices. So it covers anything that's fraud-related, deception, and unfair business practices. The commission also, again, this is quote from their website, the commission also enforces federal antitrust laws that prohibit anti-competitive mergers and other business practices that could lead to higher prices, fewer choices, or less innovation. In other words, they're trying to prevent from monopolies forming. They want competition. And it also says on their website, whether combating telemarketing fraud, internet scams, or price fixing schemes, the FTC's mission is to protect consumers and promote competition. And they administer a wide variety of laws and regulations, which include the Federal Trade Commission Act, the telemarketing sale rule, the Identity Theft Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, and the Clayton Act. So, those are some of the few. There are more than 70 laws that they have enforcement and administrative responsibilities for. Now, the CFPB, again, that stands for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Their role is, and this is in quotes from their website, is they aim, or they say, we aim (laughs) to make consumer financial markets work for consumers. Responsible providers and the economy as a whole we protect consumers from unfair deceptive and abusive practices and take action against companies that break the law We arm people with information steps and tools that they need to make smart financial decisions So the cfpb is more financially related and the ftc They play some roles together, right? So the FTC came first, then the CFPB came second, but there are certain entities that's really more that the CFPB is in charge of. Cargado, no? That's more the financially. So let me give you some background and I'm sharing this with a purpose, right? <laughs> so how did the FTC got started? This goes back to 1914. This is when it came to be. And it was initially created to prevent unfair methods of competition in commerce as a part of the battle to bust the trusts. So that's to minimize monopolies. And in terms of how the CFPB got started, that's just recently, like in comparison to 1914, the CFPB got started in 2010, (laughs) way after the FTC got started. And this was when Congress enacted what's called the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act. So basically what it does, this act, it gives the CFPB the authority to supervise and regulate entities that offer or provide consumer financial products or services. It also enforces over a dozen consumer financial protection laws Which includes the Fair Credit Reporting, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, and the Truth in Lending Act. And they also have the power to stop practices that are unfair, deceptive, and abusive. The FTC shares authority with the CFPB to enforce the consumer protection laws with respect to non bank financial institutions. Now, with the CFPB, there are areas of consumer rights that you can explore. Right There's 13 areas, and this includes auto loans, bank accounts and services, credit cards, credit reports and scores, debt collection, fraud and scams, money transfers, mortgages, payday loans, prepaid cards, reverse mortgages, savings and student loans. And when you go to that website, when you go to the CFPB website, and I have the link in the show notes there's a menu and in the menu, there's one where it says consumer education. You click on that menu. And then from there, you're going to see all the 13 topics that I mentioned. And what's really, really nice is you click on one of the topics that you want to know more about. And under each topic, it gives you the basics. It gives you a breakdown of the fancy terminology because in this world of finance, when they give you pamphlets, some agencies and some organizations are good about breaking it down in simple ways where you can understand. But other agencies or other organizations, especially like, have you ever read in full the pamphlets that they give you when you're doing investments and like updates on that? Have you ever read that in full? Let's be honest. <laughs> what this does, it breaks down the fancy terminology for each of those areas. It talks about common issues. And this way, when you look at the common issues, it could be something that you connect with. It could be something that you have dealt with. And so it's like a way for you to really understand because it gives examples, right? Since it's an issue, a common issue, it gives you an examples and that makes it even easier to understand. And of course, since we're talking about consumer rights for each of those 13 areas, It also shares with you the rights you need to know about for that specific topic and how to take action. It gives you some guides as well as how to submit a complaint in this area if you need to, because their role is to protect us as a consumer, but they can't protect us as consumers if we keep quiet. Now, the other aspect that I really like about both of these websites. Besides all the resources and educational tools under the moon, <laughs> you can just read and read and read it. Basically, it's like more of a consumer's rights course right on their website. The other thing that I really love, it's also in Espanol. So, para la familia, you know, for your families that maybe don't speak English, there you go. You've got resources in Espanol, which I really, really, really love. Before we continue, I have a brief message to share. Her Denetto Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Now more than ever, First Republic's priority is serving their clients and communities. Their personalized banking solutions go deeper than a transaction. For over 30 years, First Republic has striven to leave a positive impact on the communities they serve, from presenting grants to nonprofits in need to going the extra mile to connect individuals experiencing hardship with fair loans. The bank is focused on doing the right thing. No matter what your financial goals are, your dedicated First Republic banker will be there to guide you every step of the way. Visit firstrepublic.com today to learn more. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Now, the other thing for the FTC One of the things that came about from the FTC is the National Do Not Call Registry. So I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that because those calls, now it's like, it's still even with cell phones. For a while, it was just the landline phones. And now they have moved on to cell phones and even texts sometimes. Oh my goodness. But anyways, so the FTC, that's who was behind the National Do Not Call Registry. And also if you're on Instagram or not just necessarily on Instagram, but on social media, when you see influencers, let's say, partner up. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. With certain companies and they're getting paid, and you see some posts with a hashtag sponsored or ad or something like that, that is something that by law we need to do. Anytime that I'm working on a campaign with a company, I have to disclose that we're being paid. That's just by law. So that way, if you decide, let's say, there's some product that an influencer is promoting, they're getting paid. And if you make a decision to buy the product, at least you know that they weren't just recommending out of their own heart. I'm not saying that they don't believe it, because I would hope that influencer is not promoting a product that they don't believe in, but you know ahead of time that they're benefiting financially. And also on the FTC site, you can report fraud, scams, any bad business practices on the website itself. No se queden callados. As I mentioned earlier, their job is to help protect consumers, to help protect us on a federal level. But si no hablamos, si nos quedamos callados, they won't know. It's Their duty is to protect, but it's our duty to be verbal. It's our duty to open up our mouths, to report these scams, this fraud, this bad business practices, not just for you. So for you is good. But... Also for others, think about others that maybe feel helpless or have been taken advantage of, and they just don't feel like anybody can help them. You're also doing it for them, all right? And you're also just leading by example. And they make it really easy to report when you go on the website. I promise you, it's not hard. You also on the FTC site you can report identity theft. And again, this is a way not only to protect you. And granted, identity theft can be really tricky, can be costly. So it's again, it's not just a way to help protect you and your family, but others. Because when we think about identity theft, when we think about scams, when we think about bad business practices, unfortunately, our, our Latinx community or our Latino community They're impacted, they are taken advantage of. So, this is a way to advocate for us as a community. And when you see someone that this is happening to help them report it or get on the website and just do it yourself with them watching, so that way you can get the correct information. Another thing, just giving you examples of. What the CFPB does, like that, they enforce the fair debt collection practices. Under that law, if, let's say, you are a credit card company and you're behind and they have sent your file or your account to a debt collector, as a consumer, you're protected, meaning. The debt collectors, yes, they can call you, but they are restricted as to when they contact you. They can't contact you really early in the morning or really late at night. They can't be verbally abusive to you. There's things like that, that as consumers, we're protected with this Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And if there's a debt collection agency that is not following this, these guidelines, then it's our duty to report it to the CFPB, okay? The other thing that is under the CFPB the Truth in Lending Act. So when you have bought a home or a car, when you sit down and sign the paperwork, there is actually a form both cases that discloses every dollar amount that you're paying meaning the amount of the loan the interest rate the interest that they are collecting The term of the loan, how long you're going to be paying for that loan, whether a car, maybe you're paying for 36 months or five years, hopefully not five years in a home where you're doing maybe a 15 year mortgage or a 30 year mortgage in that, because of that truth and lending act, it was created because there was deceptive practices from some mortgage companies. And so it was created to help you understand the total cost so you can make an educated decision on whether you're going to go forth. And that paper, they have to disclose, again, the amount that is being financed, the interest rate, the interest being collected, the term of the loan, all those costs that you're going to be responsible for. They just can't give you just one number. They have to break down everything so you are very very clear as to what this looks like. Again, I think both the FTC and the CFPB websites are really, really great sources. They're both, as I mentioned before, available in English and Espanol. They're offered in other languages, but estamos hablando de nuestra gente. And they really some great resources that you can even download. One of my favorite resources that has nothing to do with consumer rights. But one of my favorite resources that I'm always, always recommending, if you have kids, the CFPB has a great tool to help teach your kids about money. And if you Google money as you grow, what it does is it, depending on their age, it gives you activities and things that you can do that at that age, they are ready for. Of course, you as a parent know your kid best and they may be ready for more, but it gives you some guidance and some tips and some ideas of what you can teach. All right, so enough about (laughs) that because I digress. Again, I'm a really, really big fan of both of their websites and how well they have put them together, how they make it available in Espanol, the different resources. And I really, really encourage you to go on both of the websites. Take some time. There's a ton of information. So I'm warning you of that, but I'm not saying to sit there for hours and hours, but just take five, 10, 15 minutes, choose an area and just get familiar, educate yourself and really understand what your rights are. Because if you are in a situation and you know your rights in this business organization is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You can choose to walk away. You can report them. You can prevent yourself the headache of being taken advantage and that could cost you financially. This is why we shouldn't ignore our consumer rights. We need to understand it. We don't need to be experts in everything consumer rights, but we have to have a clear idea of what our rights are so that way we don't go blind when we have to make these big financial decisions, or just in life in general. So really, really, I really encourage you to understand your consumer rights, these different laws that are out there. And especially with the CFPB, there are 13 areas. And start with the one that you identify with the most at this time in your life. And therefore, like maybe you have a lot of student loan debt, then go to that section read up in that section, understand what your rights are. And that way you have an understanding and you're better equipped and you can better advocate for yourself. So that is the one thing that I'm going to recap. We talked about why we shouldn't ignore consumer rights, and I just shared that with you again. We talked about the two government agencies that you need to know about, which is the FTC and the CFPB. Again, the FTC stands for the Federal Trade Commission, and the CFPB stands for the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. I will have links to both of those websites in the show notes. And we also spoke about the 13 money areas where consumer rights can protect you. Again, these areas are auto loans, bank accounts and services, credit cards, credit reports and scores, debt collection, fraud and scams, money transfers, mortgages, payday loans, prepaid cards, Reverse mortgages, savings, and student loans. And I really encourage you to explore those areas. Just start with the one that makes most sense for you. Again, I gave the example of student loans. If you have a lot of student loans, read up on that so you're more equipped to advocate for yourself and be protected. Now, I think you and I can agree that understanding your rights gives you more of a peace of mind, right? (laughs) Another thing that can give you a peace of mind is grabbing my daily dinero ritual, which helps you on a daily basis tune into your money in a holistic way, tuning into your mind, focusing on what money skills you need to hone in because you don't have to do all the things at once. Focus on the thing that makes most sense for you at this particular time, and as well, the daily dinner ritual can help you understand what money actions make most sense at this very moment that you can focus on. This resource is free, and you can grab it at jenhempill.com forward slash ritual. Again, that's com forward slash ritual ritual. Next week, we will be meeting a Latina who has been working in the male-dominated finance space, let alone being one of the few Latinas. So we will learn more about her story. Don't miss it. That is it. Eso es todo. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. To tune into the show, be sure to check out the show notes at jenhemphill.com forward slash 273 to refer to everything that you need from the show today. Remember that being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. If you love this podcast, love this episode, I would love it if you share it with someone you care about. You never know what exactly that person is going through and the simple act of sharing can change the direction of their financial life for the better. Bueno pues, that is everything. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.